You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. for tuning in to soul for thoughts podcast a podcast where the discussion will rock your soul it's uncensored and no topic is off limits subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive but shit at the end of the day we're just gonna tell it like it is today's episode is special because it's the pilot episode if you don't know what a pilot episode it is it's basically me putting some shit together to see if y'all fucking with me some people just say it's the very first episode, but to each his own. But before we go any further, let me set the mood, if y'all will allow me. I'm not sure where you're listening to this at, but if you're riding in the car, pull that motherfucker to the shoulder. Hey, can y'all imagine your GPS voice being Samuel Jackson, and he say that? At 400 feet, you will use your right turn signal to exit the motherfucking driver lanes and pull this motherfucker to the shoulder. <laughs> hey, I don't know if that sound like him to y'all, but that's my impersonation of Samuel Jackson as a GPS voice. If you at work, on the clock, take you a bathroom break. Some of y'all might ask to go use the bathroom when you go to a bathroom break. But if you anything like myself, that means take your ass to the canteen or your best hiding spot, grab you a bag of chips, a honey bun, or whatever your favorite snack is, and chill out for the next 30 minutes. But if you at the crib, pour you a cup of hen, roll you some good, or if you a premium cigar smoker like myself, grab your favorite stick and vibe with me. Hey. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm trying to keep my composure. But I'm so motherfucking excited to finally be bringing this podcast to each and every one that has been supporting me from day one and just been riding me on this journey. I ain't gonna lie, I had my share of ups and downs on this journey like many other things that we face in life. But the main thing is to face the adversity all the way through. And let me tell you, that shit is easier said than done. Trust me. I threw the towel in on this motherfucker a couple times. But I strapped my boots up, looked uh, looked adversity in the face, and said, motherfucker, let's go. We can do this. These people want a podcast, I'm going to give them a podcast. And as y'all can tell, I'm starting from the bottom now. I'm here. Yeah. What's happening? I want to start off by introducing myself. And giving y'all some background on myself. And also give you a little rundown 
and what y'all can expect from Soul for Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Slick P. You may also know me as Paul or Pate. And no, I'm not bipolar. I have multiple personalities, a schizophrenic, or no shit like that now. I'm not none of that. But every now and then, you got to sort of reinvent yourself, change it up on them, give the world 2.0 of who you are. So allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Slick, Paula Pate. This is my podcast. Y'all let me be great. Oh, (laughs) bars. Y'all probably can tell from the bars that I drop periodically that music is a big influence in my life. Music has the ability to change any mood and also bringing together many people from different walks of life. That's what I love most about music, hip-hop in particular. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. No, 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 scratch that, scratch that. I'm a fucking hip-hop head. Like, like, I love that shit. It's something about a dope beat, insane bars, and great storytelling that just puts me at peace. And that's an aspect that would be included in this podcast. I want to be able to shed light on local indie artists, as well as introduce you to some artists from around the nation you may or may have never heard of. Every episode, I would end the show with an album of the week. So if you're not in your music, no problem. I got you. You can call me your very own podcast, A&R. But to tell you a little bit more about myself, I'm 33, married, and have two boys. I'm a Virgo, which means there's no need to, there's no need to argue with me because usually I'm always right, at least 99% out of the time. The other point one. Mm, I can have that. I get all that. I'm laid back and I'm observant. I'm very analytical and I'm very critical when it's especially when it comes to critiquing myself. I know I'm probably gonna record and delete this podcast as much. I'm gonna say fuck it. Just throw away the whole podcast. But someone gave me some good advice before beginning this podcast. She said, don't try to perfect it. It will perfect itself the more you do it. And to me, that was some real shit. Constructive criticism is good, but you don't want to get to the point where you're overcritical and you're not getting anything done. And that's something, us Virgos, that we, we struggle with because we are perfectionists. Things have to be perfect and in order. The simplest thing can throw everything off of us. I'm an honest guy. What you see is what you get. I'm very opinionated, like most of us are, and I can be outspoken at times, especially when I'm passionate about something. I think everyone should be passionate about anything they believe in. Show that passion, that raw passion about it. This podcast will offer sports topics um, here and there since now that Social issues are inter- intertwined with the DNA of sports. More specifically, the NFL. Since we're talking about the NFL, let me just say this. Just because someone decides to watch the NFL doesn't mean they're a sellout or they're out of touch with what's going on in our society. 
Social injustice and police brutality didn't start with the NFL and it's not going to end with the NFL. Let's be clear about that. Some still say, we standing with Cap. Shit, okay, go ahead. Don't get me wrong, though. Cap brought some attention to an issue that's been alarming in this country for decades. But Cap ain't always been doing that shit now. Even through the boycott and Cap winning his settlement, he still won a job in the league. The same league that still has the same policies it had before he took a knee. And speaking of knee, Jay-Z. Jay-Z involved with the NFL now, a little partnership. Jay said, I think we're past kneeling. I think it's time to go to actionable items. Mm, I can agree. I agree. I agree. But again, these issues did not start with the NFL. So we were past kneeling before Cap even took a knee, if you want to be technical. But I do commend Jay for the effort he is putting towards making a change. I, I, um, I personally felt that he didn't have to do it with the NFL. He could have did it without the NFL. Instead of, quote, unquote, having a seat at the table, he has the power and resources to create his own table and spark that change without the NFL, with other black owners or black black billionaires, millionaires, or whoever. But, hey, man, I'm just not seeing a bigger picture. Mm-mm. Could be me. I don't know. Over the last couple of years, I've become this avid reader, which is strange because growing up, I hated to read. It was the worst thing in the world to me. When I did try to read, I would find myself falling asleep before I even opened the book. I ain't gonna lie. But once I started to question my very own existence, to question the idea of God that was taught to me growing up, once I became more curious about my roots and who I am and wondering how we became the most hated race on this planet, reading became this unlimited resource for me. It became this valuable tool. Everything I wanted to know was in a book somewhere. The first book I bought was um, The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. This book really impacted my life and gave me insight that was needed to help connect the dots on a few things. It showed our rise to power, but it also showed our downfall. The things that caused us to fall from dominance is the same things we go through today. Two trusting of other races, greed, and lack of unity. This book, it started a domino effect of me reading more and more. It seemed like the more I read and learned, the more I wanted to continue. I went on to read The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson, the autobiography of Malcolm X, the autobiography of Asada Shakur, speeches and writings of Marcus Garvey. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But reading those books made me feel connected to something much bigger than myself. A sense of purpose grew inside of me. This past year, my focus shifted a little from learning about past history to learning financial literacy. There was so much I didn't know concerning finances, credit, 
and just economics as a whole. Like, things that we should have learned growing up through school or things that we should have been taught in our community that wasn't taught, that's taught in other communities. Like, many of us in the black community are still uneducated when it comes to financial literacy. And proof is in our spending. We make the least but spend the most out of any other race. We had that consumer mindset. We want to buy shit. We want to buy. Fuck it. But not only is our spending habits bad, we don't spend shit in our own community. The black dollar only circulates in the black community for six hours. That's crazy. Crazy. And we also don't own shit. Ownership is the key to freedom. Topics like this would definitely be a vocal point in our discussion on this podcast. For the ones that have followed my porch talk post from Facebook, know just how passionate I am to see us get back to greatness. Those porch talk posts began for curiosity, passion, and just being fed up with how things are going within our community. Ultimately, those posts is what birthed this podcast. This podcast would be my platform for me to reach out to many people as possible and hopefully, hopefully change or impact just one person's life. I just want to be able to have discussions that are needed in our community. We're going to build, laugh, cry, argue, agree, disagree, and that's cool. We're not going to always see eye to eye, but long as we respect each other's opinions and have understanding, we can at least move forward. We're going to have open, honest, healthy conversations. We cannot begin to heal and change without first acknowledging the problems discussing those issues and coming up with solutions. We have to have plans. We have to have a plan, tangible plans put in place to attack these issues. After going through these episodes, I'm hoping to give y'all a better insight into who I am and the vision I have for Soul for Thoughts podcast. This last story I want to share with y'all deals with helping others to succeed or be the best them they can be. And also having confidence in yourself to bet on you. I like to use the phrase, taking one for the team. Normally, taking one for the team means some type of sacrifice. A person willing to sacrifice something to help achieve a goal. Sort of like a wingman or an investor. I like to use offensive linemen as an example. Anybody familiar with football knows just how important offensive linemen are to the team. Even though they don't get the same recognition or the same attention as the skill positions. What they can contribute to the team is extremely valuable. It's very important. They control the line of scrimmage. Which means no play will be successful if, not, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They block for the QB so he can do his job. 
Same as with the running back. But when people look at the stat sheets, it's always the passing yards they see, the rushing yards, receiving yards, or touchdowns. Because, to be honest, that's what people want to see. That's what they want to know. They don't care about the pancake blocks or sacks giving up. They want they want to know the fascinating stats. So the blocks that made all those fascinating stats possible plays the background. Even though they were key components in the team's success. You may hear a lot of people use the phrase self-made when referring to achieving their goals or referring to their spot in society. Truth is, this is my opinion, technically nobody is self-made. That's my opinion now. Some may have more some may have had more help than others, but somewhere along the way, somebody helped assist in their success. Like the saying goes, we all need help on our way to being self-reliant. What is self-reliant? Self-reliant is being reliant on one's own powers and resources rather than those of others. Not everyone is born with power and resources, but even if someone did inherit those things, they still needed help somewhere along the way to become self-independent. We shouldn't be so so powerful to think that we don't need help or that we can do it all on our own. It doesn't work that way. Even the world that we live in is composed of numerous, numerous elements working together in order to sustain life for us here on earth. I hear women saying they don't need a man for nothing. They're independent and so on and so on. Stop. Stop. Women need men just as much as men need women. It's the yin and the yang effect. Peanut butter and the jelly. The sugar and the Kool-Aid. It go together. You may have women out there that are strong and can manage without a man, but truthfully, should be much better with the help of a man, and vice versa. In relationships, it shouldn't be who do more than who, or seeing as a competition between mates. Y'all are partners. Both people involved should be working together, helping each other for the betterment of the relationship. If one win, then you both win. On my journey to starting this podcast, I had a lot of support from numerous people, which I'm deeply thankful for. I received encouraging words like, I see your vision slick. You have a way with words. Are you creative? I can't wait to hear the podcast. Like, people just gave me genuine words of encouragement. Some would see me in passing give me these affirmations that magnified that growing purpose inside of me. I just watched a podcast on YouTube called Drink Champs. And it's a show hosted by rapper Noriega. In this particular episode, he had Nas as a guest. Noriega was telling a story about words of encouragement Nas had given him before they became these stars. Nas had told Nori, one day they're going to pay you for your conversation. Nori told Nas he was the real Nostradamus by foreseeing the future like that. What Nas saw was thus. Drink Chimps today has signed a deal with Mass Appeal, who is owned by Nas. And Nori is now getting paid for his conversation. 
<laughs> That's a foreshadow for your ass. That right there, that right there just resonated with me so much. It was like the universe was speaking to me. But the one who gave me the most support and also was my wean man, or should I say wean woman, was my wife. She believed in me from the first time me telling her, babe, I want to start my own podcast. I'm not sure if she knew what a podcast was, but she was like, shit, fuck it. I'm with you. But me being all about loyalty and looking out for the ones close to me, I wanted to include my friends in this podcast because this was something we discussed doing for a long time. So whatever I did concerning the podcast, I wasn't going to do without them. You know, things never go as you planned it when you just sitting around drinking and bullshitting and conversating. We all had great ideas for the podcast, but we also had different things going on in our life as well. And our schedules didn't, didn't align as we hoped it, hoped that it would. So, so the podcast kind of took us back seat to other things. As time went on, my wife began to wonder, like, why the podcast hasn't taken life? She started to question, question me, like, why haven't you begun getting started your podcast? And that's something that you really want to do. Like, you should go ahead and do it. You're trying to push me, encourage me. And my answer would always be like, oh, I'm waiting on this or we waiting on that. I had a million excuses. It seemed like it was never the right moment. And she told me, if we always waited on the right moment to do something, then we'll never get anything accomplished because it's never going to be the right moment. We're going to always find a reason to why the time isn't right. Those encouraging words gave me a new, a new motivation. It sparked the light inside of me. So once again, we're back discussing ideas and back brainstorming about the podcast. And once again, all that talk fell on deaf ears. One of us was fo focused on DJing. I see you fourth to one. You're going for it because it's necessary. Man, y'all go follow my boy on IG at DJ fourth to one. And he also has mixes on SoundCloud that are very dope. And the other one was focused on his music and making beats. Real talented dude. I see you pro. If you're wondering why I've been using we so much, these two dudes I just mentioned are my co-hosts for Soulful Thoughts Podcast. They will officially introduce themselves in a later episode. But, but it came to a point to where it seemed like I was the only one who still wanted to do the podcast. Self-doubt started to set in. And that's one thing I learned from reading Napoleon Hill's books is that failure starts with fear and doubt. We are driven, we are driven by two things, fear or either faith. Your dominant thoughts become your reality. So if, if you believe 100% in your goal and you put in the necessary action required to achieve that goal, then you will be successful. Nothing can stop you. Don't count yourself out before you even get a chance to get started. Shit, you already have enough people, a.k.a. critics, that's preying on your downfall. I had someone say to me, 
that if you're going to be doing a lot of cussing in your podcast, then it's going to be ghetto. Man, fuck you. The thing about critics is this. They usually cannot do what you are doing or they scared to even try to do what you're doing. So they just criticize and critique others that are striving to do something. In order for them to criticize or critique, they first must have to watch or listen to you, which means attention, publicity. Bad publicity is better than no publicity. You want to get people talking, especially if it's about you. But like I was saying, I saw other podcasts getting started and taking off. So I began to get discouraged a little bit. Like, I don't know if this is something I still really want to do. You can call it women intuition or whatever. But my wife, she could feel something was off. And I wasn't being focused on the podcast as I should have been. So she decided not only will she tell me that she believed in me, she will also show me that she believed in me. She became proactive. She put words, she put her words into action and invested in this podcast by purchasing the equipment that I needed. Now that gesture right there is the epitome of the offensive line analogy I used earlier. When people hear this podcast, they wouldn't know without me mentioning the story that the key piece to um, this podcast being started came from the love and faith my wife had in me. I'm forever thankful and grateful to have been blessed with a wonderful wife that believes in me. So ask yourself, how can I assist a friend, a family member, spouse, or just somebody you want to see win? People are sometimes too prideful to ask for help. So take that initiative. Show them that you're rooting for them and you want to see them reach their potential. If they already have an up and running business, go support them. It doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary support. Now, that'd be great. But it can be sharing their business on social media, writing a good review, telling a friend, or just giving more support. Words of encouragement can go a long way. Um... IG dude, what's his name? Derek Grace, the creator of the board game Unlearn, Relearn, created this board game to establish group economics. The objective of this game is not to compete against each other, but to work together in order to succeed in a system that's against us. Unity. Unity. Unity, that's unity. That's the key. We got to have unity. Before I end, I told y'all every episode I would close with a music selection from a local indie artist, underground or mainstream artist. Some of you may know, and some this will be your first introduction to these artists. Today's artist is an artist who started underground by joining a group called H2O, a group she met at college she was attending at North Carolina State University. Producer Knife Wonder heard one of her verses and was impressed. So impressed, he invited her to be on his sophomore album, The Dream Merging Volume 2. In 2008, she signed with Knife Label at the time called It's a Wonderful World Music Group. She would go on, she would go on to record numerous mixtapes under this label, such as Return of the B-Girl, Thank Her Now, and For Everything. 
After gaining notoriety for her lyricism and storytelling, she would catch the attention of rap legend Jay-Z. She signed with Rock Nation in 2016 and released her debut album on the Rock Nation called Layla's, um, Layla's Wisdom, which is a dope album. It was critically acclaimed and earned her Grammy nomination. This year, she re released her follow-up album titled Eve. This, al this artist goes by the name of Rhapsody. Her new album, Eve, is another great project. This album it has a concept. It's centered around famous black women such as Aaliyah, Oprah, Serena, Tara, and a few more. Each track is titled after each woman. Rhapsody includes a reference of each woman's characteristic of their work and their respective track. The album also offers some very nice production and overall very cohesive project. It's 16 songs in length with a runtime of an hour and three minutes. When you get a moment, make sure you check out this album. You won't be disappointed. Until next time, I holla.